0: Let's dive into the tough stuff here. and We'll get to some of these other issues as well. Uh, the whole country is reacting this morning to that verdict out in San Francisco, the Kate Steinle case, uh, shot and killed by an illegal immigrant, amazingly enough, acquitted on a murder charge out there. San Francisco, unapologetically, a sanctuary city. Bring that home. You have picked a fight with the city of Decatur. You identify Decatur as a city that might run afoul of, of sanctuary city policies. Uh, give us the specifics. What's your B with Decatur?
1: Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, they made a decision uh, really, in my opinion, from the local law enforcement officers uh, violating their oath of office by saying that if you don't cooperate and communicate with Homeland Security and ICE, sadly enough, you could be disciplined. And I just think that's wrong. I think you've got
0: to you just dropped on us, Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle. i uh, see if we can get him back. Is he still there?
1: I'm I'm here. Can okay, good me? enough.
0: Yeah, I'm I, sorry. A brief break there. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just saying that I think it's important that every single city, we pass the legislation for sanctuary cities that they have to prove that they're not. And uh, what Decatur has done is they've actually uh, passed. I'm getting a lot of feedback, Tim. But mm. Can you hear me? Okay? Yeah, I hear you fine. Okay, okay. Um, but the sanctuary cities uh, with Decatur, they passed a resolution that basically required them Uh, the local law enforcement officers not to cooperate and uh, communicate with ICE and Homeland Security which is a violation of state law and I've said very clearly that uh, we want to make sure that criminal illegal aliens if there is a federal detainer on those individuals that we cooperate with our Homeland Security to ensure that those individuals are deported or taken care of um, you know and not create the problems we're seeing uh, around the
0: country. Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle, what kind of response are you getting from Decatur? I I saw some of the reports and they're kind of shrugging their shoulders and, and indicating they're not really clear what you're talking about.
1: Well, no, they're clear about what I'm talking about. There's no doubt. Uh, uh, you know, all I'm asking them to do is to, if there is a federal detainer that is issued on an individual that they pull over, they are to cooperate with our federal partners. That is as simple as it can be. And uh, sadly enough, they're refusing to do it. And I think that is a violation of the oath of office that they're putting on their local law enforcement officers. And it's putting the citizens at risk. As well uh, with criminal illegal aliens, we're not talking about just individuals that are here that don't um, uh, that don't have legal status. We're talking about criminal illegal aliens that have a federal detainer placed on them.
0: Uh, we'll move on quickly, but one last thing on this: is there an instance you can point to an individual, a crime? Is, is this uh, is this a solution in search of a problem, or is there in fact a, a specific problem you can point to?
1: we don't want a problem to exist and why would local law enforcement not be cooperating with our federal partners if the federal if ice or homeland security has placed a detainer on an individual why would any city and the law clearly states in Georgia that it is their responsibility to communicate and cooperate with our federal partners. And it is all about safety and making certain that our citizens are safe. We don't want to have that one instance that occurs that, sadly enough, a life is taken as a result. And when you look at the number of individuals that are detained right now in our our state prisons that uh, are criminal illegal aliens, we're talking about child molesters, murderers, drug traffickers. These are serious crimes that we We don't want people like this roaming our streets.
0: Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle, you said in that campaign rally, you've said elsewhere you want to be the workforce governor getting Georgians to work. Well, Got a pretty low unemployment rate now, low and getting lower. But in terms of making sure people are qualified for the workforce, what are your plans there? Well,
1: as you know, I created the College and Career Academy Network across the state, and today we have 40 of those. And right there in Athens, you have one that I'm very, very proud of. And really what it is all about is giving these kids the value-added proposition at the high school level. We're allowing them to explore 20 or 30 different career fields within these college and career academies and decide what path they want to choose. And so they're able to graduate from high school with either an industry certificate under their belt or they're able to leave there with an associate's degree. And it's filling the need of industry. And I I use the terminology that we want education aligned with industry needs, creating that pipeline that's seamless to where existing industry has the workforce that they need. And what that does is it allows them to be more successful. It builds our economy. And more importantly, it helps the individual student as well, because now they have the ability to make 30, 40 fifty sixty thousand dollars and they're not coming out of college with a lot of debt as well and so we want to make sure that every single job and profession is filled.
0: Yeah, you know, one of those things, and we see it in manufacturing here in Athens with Caterpillar, certainly in West mm-hmm. Georgia, the big Kia plant, and some of the other facilities around the state. But you get out of some of the more rural parts of Georgia, you run into a couple of things, and I know you want to talk about both of those. One is this issue with rural broadband. Uh, certainly, some places in northeast Georgia we could point to where it's just it's it's miserable. We don't know that we can relate to it in Athens or Atlanta. There's plenty of Internet availability there. But some of these rural parts of Georgia, uh, they're really struggling with it. Now, what role is there for the state to play?
1: Well, this is a huge issue, and I think it's important to point out on the front end that, you know, we can do business anywhere in the world from any corner of our state if we have access to this superhighway and sadly enough in many of our communities particularly in rural Georgia they don't have access to the rural uh, to the broadband in which they need so I've created A program that uh, we're actually going to work on this session, which will actually empower the Georgia Technology Authority as the lead agency to offer incentives in order to create the public-private partnerships that we need in order to build out the rural broadband offering sales tax exemptions for uh... the actual equipment along with streamlining permitting processes and freeing up right away in order for this to be run this is critically important in order to have our rural communities, uh, as I say, uh, you don't have to be in Atlanta to do business with Atlanta. Uh, and so if we have the broadband that's available, then we can have some great success. And
0: Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle with us. Another issue that impacts rural Georgia, and it really all of Georgia, with health care concern in Washington and elsewhere, and I know the folks in the legislature going to have to address it in the 2018 legislative session, but it especially impacts the rural parts of Georgia, the hospitals that are closing, the facilities that don't open. How do we address this?
1: Well, obviously, as you know, I mean, we have communities that are losing population. We have 25% of our kids living in poverty. We have 40-plus counties that have 40-plus percent poverty. In some of the rural hospitals, we have to find new ways in which to make them financially solvent. And to do that... We have to create, uh, you know, uh, uh, the ability to have triage centers within those hospitals. We also have to find other revenue streams for them for them to be financially viable. We passed the tax credit that's going to obviously help them, but it really is about the delivery system and it's also about growing rural Georgia so they have more customers by which they can be financially solvent. And then, along with that, we've got to, um, you know, reform our health uh, healthcare system, uh, particularly on insurance, because we're seeing double-digit uh, increases in premiums, deductibles that have gone through the roof, and we need Obamacare repealed and replaced with something more viable. Uh, I believe. At the state level, we can create the health insurance coverage that really meets the needs of Georgia citizens at a price by which they can afford. And so it's not a, sadly enough, there's no silver bullet. It's going to take all of those things uh, being focused like a laser. To ensure that rural Georgia, um, you know, continues to see greater economic prosperity, uh, and you know, we have a healthcare system that's affordable.
0: I mentioned uh, Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle. I mentioned by way of promoting your, your visit this morning. I mentioned on my Facebook page you'd be on. A listener hit me up and said, "Ask him if he wants to coach the Tennessee football team." Everybody else seems to be turning down that job, and it occurred to me, hey, he's got he may have the resume. Actually, you went to Georgia Southern to play football, but injuries that derail that.
1: I did. I was there with Irk Russell and it was the, the, one of the best uh, one year of my uh, year of my life. Irk uh, uh, Russell is just a legend, a wonderful individual and taught me so much. Uh, I will tell you, I'm not interested in uh, coaching, certainly not interested in coaching Tennessee, but I am excited about those dogs on Saturday. I've got a great feeling about uh, their ability to take down Auburn. Well, well give me about
0: 30 seconds why you think that, because we all know what we saw a couple of weeks over in Auburn. Now, give me, give me the uh, the football players' perspective of what Georgia will do differently here.
1: Well, I, I think number one, uh, Kirby and, and the, the coaching staff is going to bring a completely different offensive scheme to the table, and we've got a lot of weapons, as you well know. Um, it's going to be difficult to run up the middle, uh, but I think, you know, we need to, to put some folks in, uh, in, in motion and get on the corners and allow our uh, foot race to occur with the great athletes that we have. But, you know, realistically, you, you have to look at Auburn. You know, they just came off the highest of high, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to be able to get up quite as high as they did this last uh, Saturday.